for Radio 1 91FM podcast. All right, right now on the line, I'm joined by Jess Abada, uh, Otago Museum Science Engagement Coordinator. Morena to you. Morena, Jamie. How are we today? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? Not too shabby. Not too shabby, you know, just sitting here working, listening to music. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be worse. could be a lot worse. All right, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the new um, Unlocking Curious Minds project called Full Stem Ahead and the museum's exhibition 100 Women, 100 Words, Infinite Possibilities. First off, mm-hmm. what is Full Stem Ahead? What is that project all about? So the project is um, a project that we pitched last year to Unlocking Curious Minds, and we developed it in partnership with the Dodwall Center and the McDiamond Institute. And it's, the design is essentially um, taking into account some, some research that's been done all around the world, uh, including in New Zealand, um, to try to address the gender gap in STEM sort of fields. STEM fields, mm-hmm. uh, so subjects in school, careers, and just general engagement with STEM. And when we talk about STEM, we're talking about uh, the fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Of course, of course. Um, and then, uh, and part, so part of that uh, is this exhibition. Um, yep. Yeah. Is it a historical project? Is it a, a focus on modern women in STEM? What is it, or is it a combination of both? Um, so... Our focus for this project, um, like I said, it was informed by some research that um, has been pretty uh, interesting for me to to take on board. Um, To answer your question directly, it's primarily focused on modern, current women in STEM, um, specifically based uh, in our communities, so Mm -hmm. in Otago and uh, in this case we're including Southland. Um, but also in New Zealand in general, um, because we have a lot of wonderful role models, female role models in STEM here. Um, And what some of the uh, research was telling us was that uh, a lot of young girls and women don't necessarily see themselves pursuing STEM as a career because they don't see how, what that would look like. They don't have a concept in their head of what that is. And so it's a great example of sort of that catchphrase, representation matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've taken that and said, well, we'd like to, to, you know, sort of represent the diversity of opportunity that is available when you pursue uh, engagement with STEM. So uh, whether in studying it in school, pursuing it uh, as a career, or just seeking to sort of engage with it um, in your own personal life. Uh, but we want to do that not just for young females, but we want to do that for all of our young people. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that, uh, yes, representation matters, but it doesn't just matter to the, the audience that's being represented. It matters to everyone. Yeah. So just as, you know, I can have a male role model, I can also have a female role model, even though I identify as female. And the same is true for, for young males. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because um, you know, when when, we, when I think of STEM, and when a lot of people think of STEM subjects, you you know, and especially with science, you think of an older white man in a lab coat, isn't yep. that right? Yep, that's that's pretty traditional. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- it is really traditional. And then when you think of engineering as well, you're always thinking of like a, a man in a hard hat at a building site right. looking at engineering or plans. For, for me, having spent time in Silicon Valley, I often think of 
young men in computer, you know, behind a computer, yeah, doing yeah. software engineering. Yeah, and, and and it's totally not the case, but it's the it's it's what's portrayed, uh, I guess, in the media, on television, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And usually in these roles, you're not seeing the scientists in the labs in real life. You know, um, you, you're mm-hmm. not seeing those people in Silicon Valley in those flats uh, around the desks. You know, I, I, I love the show Silicon Valley, and uh, basically uh-huh. that's all men, you know, writing code. Uh, and yep. and that's, that's part of the problem because those images aren't um, shown to us. We don't know what's real. And then if you're uh, a young woman or if you're a young person of color and you're not seeing that, you think that that's not, you can't do it. You know, that, exactly. that's unattainable. Exactly. But it also, and, and even if you aren't those things and you're not seeing those people in those roles you're internalizing that 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 sort of you know anyone who's not white and male or whatever's being represented can't do those roles either yeah and so or or they're just not in that field kind of thing and so you sort of internalize that and so that's why it's important particularly for a place like a museum where everybody comes you know young people of both sexes and their families and the support networks around them will come and get to experience this exhibition. Um, And they'll get to sort of start changing some of the ways they think about, you know, hey, that's what an engineer looks like. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, a, a, a young female could look at that and say, hey, you know, I could do that. Clearly, look, she looks like me or, hey, reading her words, um, you know, oh, she likes this too, so do I. Huh, I never really thought about, you know, y- utilizing this aspect of myself. I'm really creative and, and I love art, and she's used art to inform, you know, how she approaches this problem that she, this research problem that she's working on. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But then there's also, you know, the young males that come and say, oh, wow, yeah, that's normal, right? Yeah. And so hopefully we get to the point where it's no longer female role models and male role models, and it's just, Role models, mentors, you know, regardless. Exactly, exactly. I just, I wondered to myself how much amazing talent and discovery we may have lost throughout the years because of this perception. Oh, man. I, yeah, it boggles the mind. Mm. Um, Mm, It really, really really does. It really does. And I also, you know, it's also making me think of of that film, and I can't remember the name of the film, but it's this African American woman that worked on this, um, you know, the first mission to the moon and did all the mathematics. And when that hidden, came out, hidden figures, yeah, hidden figures. And when that came out, yeah. everyone was amazed and oh, we didn't yeah. know this, and isn't that so surprising? But it shouldn't have been surprising. Yeah, yeah. It, but, I, I mean, it, but it's it's that kind of there's there are so many stories like that yeah. where um, there are women that are sort of just hiding in the background um, and persevering because that's what science teaches you a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a, a question and you ask it and you test something and it doesn't work and you have to go back to the to the drawing board and, and design a different test and, and try it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the history of women in science is amazing. Yes. But a lot of it is unspoken. Um, mm. And again, they were still in the minority. Yeah. So yep. if we had if we had tapped into that sooner, yeah, man. Well, exactly. Who I knows? mean, I still feel like that Marie Curie doesn't get the recognition that she deserves even now. You know, um, it's, you, we we put other male scientists on a pedestal above her when she, you know, was, was incredible. Um, now, um, this um, exhibition is not the only part of this project. There's going to be workshops and talks along the way as well. 
Yes, yes. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that part also. We've had such an amazing response to the call for nominations um, and reading through some of them has just been, oh my gosh, I want to meet these people. <laughs> like, like, I want to meet these people, you know, so I can only imagine um, how wonderful it would be to be able to get uh, groups of them into workshops and conversations and uh, panels and, you know, you name it, um, yeah. with, with everyone in the community. I mean, parents, absolutely, adults who are just looking for some inspiration, um, and of course, young people um, who are looking to pick NCEAs or just starting their, their bachelors. Um, so I'm hoping that um, we're going to be able to draw on all of these nominees um, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, help us build relationships. Indeed, indeed. And, and as you were saying before, we, we want not just minority people from, from these, from these um, subjects, but everybody to come along to, to normalize um, yeah. What it is. So we want those young boys um, to head along and, and, and see um, these wonderful women and what they do and to show them yeah. that this is the reality. Yeah, you never you never know. You may you may encounter someone that just wows you and yeah. you want to you want to study under them. There are, we've gotten heaps of uh, of, of uh, individuals nominated from within the university, and we've gotten heaps of people nominated who work in, in industry. Um, so, you know, and these are, and the beautiful part is the majority of them are people that are right here. Yeah. So, you know, we've got so much talent happen. here. We've got so much talent here. Um, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, so right, you're right. I mean, out, I mean, out of this exhibition, we could get in the future, something amazing, some new discoveries or whatever. Some kids mm-hmm. could be sparked by what, what this exhibition is, is all about. And, um, and, go on to do wonderful things yeah definitely that, that's the hope uh, and there's also going to be um, an expo at the end of it all yes so uh, we're really excited last year we ran a women in science expo um, for the international day of women and girls in science uh, which is February 11th and next year um, the we are going to be doing it even bigger because we had such a wonderful reception to that um, to that this past year, and it was sort of just a trial. Um, so we'll be inviting uh, some schools from around Dunedin and Otago uh, to come visit um, on on the Friday, mm-hmm. and then we will be uh, we'll be opening it to the community. Um, so you can come in and do a little face to face chat with, with uh, the scientists um, who sign up, and maybe do a little interactive demo with them. Um, and it's just it's just meant to sort of broadening the the horizon and, and showing people you know the the number of, of opportunities that are unlocked when you engage with with science and technology and engineering and math that's right because you know i mean for a lot of kids it's really exciting doing those subjects but they kind of fall off along the way right it's um yeah yeah and it can be sort of hard to sort of visualize what you're going to do with the subject if you think you might be interested in it yeah um, and so that's really, you know, when we're when we're looking at our nominees and our selection committee is about to meet, um, we really want a diversity of subjects and experiences. We want, you know, people at the university, people not at the university, people in industry, mm-hmm. people in, a, in an industry that might not be a STEM industry, but who have studied STEM and applied it that way. Because oh, yes. there's so many opportunities. 
That's right. Not every um, Bachelor of Science student ends up um, doing science. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, they, but those, those skills that they learn from studying science can be applied, you know, in life. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Hey, um, well, you're a science engagement coordinator, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you've studied science and now you're talking about, you know, the engagement side of things. You're not necessarily practicing the science. Well, that, that, that's actually um, one of the funny things because we're so, we're very committed to engaging everybody with science. Um, and I did not engage with science traditionally. So my, my degrees are in history and politics. Uh, well, there we go. <laughs> I, I made assumptions. I apologize. No, no, it's fine. Um, and and the thing is, is that I did have to study science uh, at a university level because I went to a liberal, liberal arts uh, university in the United States that required mm-hmm. I do that. Um, nice. And so I got to engage with science and, and sort of um, take in those principles and, and basic understanding of, you know, biology and chemistry. Um, organic chemistry killed me, um, <laughs> you know, and I think I did, uh, what was the other one? There was, it was bio, like biotech or something. And it yep. was fascinating and I loved it. Um, and it, it helped me, you know, in my, in, in history and, and politics. Um, and then conversely, I have a, a good friend that works at Landcare here in Dunedin, um, Manaki Benoa, and she has a bachelor of arts yep. in science. <laughs> because she went to a, a liberal arts university in the United States as well, and so she had to take literature and uh, theater, I think, and you know, so Amazing. it was. They require that you have these distributions, and it's it, it's very empowering in a way. They should do that here. I like that. I like that very much. It's, it's one of the few things I can recommend about the the U.S. university system, <laughs> but. <laughs> the way the way we have to pay for it is is not ideal. So yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring yeah. it up. No, no, it's fine. I <laughs> uh, I live here for a reason. So. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, and thank that. Thank God that you do. Um, brilliant. Well, um, we really look forward to it. When does it all kick off? Um. So the exhibition will open uh, on December fifth. Um. And it'll be open right through the school holidays. So mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to bring the family along, um, uh, enjoy the museum, enjoy the exhibition. Um, we will be doing uh, periodic workshops sort of based on people's availabilities. Yeah. Um, and then the expo is will be on the 12th and 13th of uh, February of 2021. And then I'm really, really excited. We're looking into opportunities to, to once the expo is done, we will close the exhibition in uh, Otago Museum, and we will um, book it into some locations, and we're looking at some places in Gore, and Invercargill, and Alexandra, and Armour. Very, very good. And you rolled your eyes perfectly there. Um, Thank so you. <laughs> I was, it sounds, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And, um, you know, we've got um, a wee way to get there yet. So, no doubt, we'll be talking more about it as the year unfolds here on the Otago Yeah, Otago please, Museum I would love to. I'm so excited about this project. And I, I really can't wait to meet these women that I've been reading about. Fantastic. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Jessa. Awesome. Thank you. Have a wonderful, uh, cold, wet uh, Otipoti day. Uh, oh, we'll, I will. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll talk again soon. Thank Great. you. Thank you so much. Cheers.
Right. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Um, the whole project sounds wonderful. The Curious Minds Project, Full Steam Ahead, and the museum's exhibition, 100 Women, 100 Words, Infinite Possibilities. So look out for it when it launches. We'll talk about it more as the year progresses. That was the Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.